You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. You can't say and. Why I'm not? Cliff Barnes. <laughs> comma, so, Cliff Barnes. Comma. It's, yes. Colon. It's the Oxford comma, Cliff Barnes. I'm that should the, be his nickname. <laughs> that's what it says on my Twitter description. On, uh, I think it's like dad, GM, Oxford comma, enthusiast. <laughs> Oh, the poop ball. Yeah, I'm the poop ball. Okay, so I feel we'll like talk. I'm over here on an island. What? Yeah. Who was? Was someone just speaking? That's <laughs> not funny. I'm getting an echo. It's the same group we had last week um, when we talked about the OA and covered everything we we're going to cover about that. Yep, we're done with that completely. <laughs> I highly disagree. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this isn't funny, guys. <laughs> If everyone can see, he is physically across the room from us. And it's he has really been great. banished I to the back, corner. I have my back to him. That's going to be great. Guys, you, fr- made, you built that desk. You're going to sit in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, these each took about three hours. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. Um, and the William Peter Blatty, the author of The Exorcist, died. Today? Really? Let's say it's today. It was last okay. night. It was last night. 89 years old. Well, what time last night? <laughs> it was <laughs> Thursday. Just totally exposed me. <laughs> Aren't you guys glad I'm back? Oh, man. So what are we getting at? That it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, I wasn't murdered again. Well, I made we it through well, another like, Friday the 13th. If we don't 13th. survive, this will be like the last... Recorded. This will be like the eerie thing. That I got news for you. It's all Friday the Thirteenth from here on out. <laughs> also, a full moon. <laughs> yeah. So if the four of us, if any of us go missing, this is like the last known whereabouts. Right. We were alive at this point. That old that podcast burned down years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually existing in a virtual reality. None of this is real, guys. Okay. You say so. What are you going to talk about first? Pick a category. Ooh. Animation. Okay. We did animation first last week, though. Well, fine. Change it up. (laughs) Animation. So what do you have on animation? I don't have anything. Justice League action is good. That premiered already? Yeah, there's like three. It's three or four episodes already in. But aren't they like six minutes long? Or no, they're long? like they're twenty minutes long. They're like a normal half hour show. Oh, okay. They're just showing a bunch of excerpts. Like you can get like two minute clips on YouTube. There's a bunch of them. And this but, is on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've yeah. been watching it on the Cartoon Network app. Um. And it, how Justice League, the, like, 90s show, like, shied away from 
what? What are you shaking your head for? The 90s show. Or 2000s okay. or whatever. The old... The, the- the Cartoon Network original cartoon. Yes. Okay. The Justice League Unlimited and all yes. that. How they shied away from, like, the Super Friends and all that. This show has fully embraced that and mixed it with Batman Brave and the Bold, which I love, and have created this new dynamic that has a little bit of everything in it. So it's a different tone. It's less serious, but it's not all comedy. Right. It's got action. It's got humor. It's great. I give it ten fingers and ten toes. I'm like three episodes into it and enjoy and just love it. Even animation style is decent. That rating system is never going to catch on. No matter how many times you use it, ten Ten fingers and ten toes. Like so, the big rotating cast has been different characters every episode, or we get kind of a core league. It seems like the main three is in each episode, and then there's kind of like a guest spot. Like, one episode had Captain Marvel, another one had Green Arrow. Um, and the way Green Arrow and Batman play off each other, they did really well. And then one episode, we got to see the Hall of Justice, and Booster Gold was there. Um, so it's looking like if they keep this trend, then I could see it doing really well, hopefully. Okay. Any other animation? Uh, you just really wanted to get that out? I did. We did it. Really okay. Pick another it. one. Yeah. This is your week to pick the categories. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. The OA. <laughs> Let's get I know. all this out of the way. I know. Let him have his little moment. And- <laughs> I missed you guys last week. I had so much building. Okay, before we let him talk about that, um, streaming today came out. It follows. I mentioned it a week or two ago that it was going to be coming out. It follows. It's got. Micah Monroe, I'm sure you don't, I mean, don't know who she is by her name, but she was in, she's been in a couple things. She's in The Guest, another movie I suggested. So you can do a double feature. Michael, go home and watch those movies. I think you'll like them. The Guest, I, I, I and It hear, Follows. And It Follows, yes. Okay, I'll go home and watch it on my phone because my wife will never watch it. Okay. Uh, don't do that. Just forget it. Somebody else do it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay because if your phone is just inches from your face, it's like you're watching it on an 80 inch screen TV. Yeah. Just duck with headphones. Right to his yeah. Forehead. How many, how many girlfriends have you told this theory to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to watch the OA. By the way, I'm not dissing it too much. I just Nick and I started to watch it yeah. and, and made it about 15 minutes and looked at each other like. We have a lot of other stuff to watch too, <laughs> and moved on. Well, but it, tell me what's great about it because I've heard I've heard some people love it, some people just hate it. It's very slow. Like I will say, it's it just like a lot of shows that I like. This one you have to be dedicated to to watching a few a few episodes to see it pay off. And the more and more I watched it, I loved it. Now the ending without giving it away I, I still haven't decided if i like it or not no, it's almost universal that people don't like the ending but they like the show a lot but, of people like the show i mean i can see i can see from both sides like but 
I it, I thought about it for at least 24 hours afterwards of the finale, like trying to think like how I felt about it because the show to me it's about a show of how we wear all these different masks and this girl through her interactions through the show gets down to the basic core being of where our raw emotions are. She is a girl that was kidnapped. So you're going to spoil, is this spoiling the whole thing? No, I'm yeah. just giving like, it, it wouldn't be a spoil to tell us what OA is. She is the OA. Okay. What's that? Like what, what's OA stand for? You, you're never, you're never learn that. She is, oh, I actually, I do know what it is. Duh, it's just Donald. <laughs> you me. never learn that yeah. except. The OA is the original angel. Oh, okay. Well, I bet that sounds like a spoiler. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> mild, mild. It, it's basically about a, a girl that is kidnapped and she shows up seven years later when she tries to kill herself by jumping off a bridge. And this, and then her parents find her. She has survived, and she can see. She was like, you don't, you don't find that out until her parents show up and that she was blind. Yeah, this was all in the first fifteen minutes. I saw yeah. that much. Um, and then you come to find out where she's like throughout the course. Uh, you see her helping people through these weird stories that she tells, and it goes into a very. Um, metaphysical place throughout the episodes and it's it's just really really i i love it i just can't decide if i like the ending or not it sounds kind of like a feel good touched by an angel kind of story or is it more like dark cynical stuff both (laughs) it's both it's like highway to heaven with michael landon and (laughs) i did i did read some stuff about like someone wrote an article having to do with all the the new way that they make these shows because it's no longer you're you're no longer bound by network television that has to be forty two minutes and you know it has to have credits at this time like the OA apparently they don't show the opening credits until almost an hour into the first episode and and then they never show them again on any of the other episodes. Did you? Notice that? That's what I heard. Yeah. It's, I, <laughs> man, you're going to be thinking another 24 hours about it. <laughs> but I highly recommend actually watching And that it. the ep- episodes are all different lengths, which you, yeah, a lot of these series true. have been doing that. Yeah. Like, whatever the story really calls for, that's how long it is. There's like a half hour episode. That's all it needed. Uh, you know, they're saying where if it was a network television show, it would, they'd have to fill it up with something. Has anyone else uh, checked anything out on streaming lately? Um, what did I have? What did I stream? My wife and I watched a. My wife and I watched some. Uh, no, no, wait a minute! I want to. I want to hear this. That ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, are you in or not? <laughs> we watched a. Uh, Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman picture on Netflix the other night, and I wasn't really sure. The Overnighter or something? Yeah, the Overnight? The Overnight. That is hilarious. Oh, so weird, though. Like, we... I, I, I want to say... You can't say anything I mean, about it. Yeah, I, I, 
It's, Don't let your kids good. watch it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've seen it. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. We we just kind of sat there in silence through the whole thing, and that, once it was finally over, it just kind of went and looked at each other and kind of shrugged and went, "I think I liked it." Yeah. I'm. Ten- I don't know whether you could say what the deal was or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's called the. Not. It's called the overnight. It's just a comedy. Those guys are funny, and it. And yeah. It's it's worth wa- watching if you have Netflix. There's some new show in the same vein as all these. There's, I mean, it's one sci-fi show after the other is going to be coming out, but there's one. It's not out. It's called The Dark Web. And I thought this is right up Michael's alley. Oh, the it's... Dark Web. You live the dark. Isn't that all? That's probably what you're logged on to over there, right? Dark Web. <laughs> I don't think he listened to last week's podcast. I he, listened to bits and pieces. He hasn't yeah. brought up the fact that you watched. Um, what did I watch? The Harry Potter dude. I watched the Harry Potter dude. Oh, did you listen to that? I watched Swiss Army Man. Oh, I guess I didn't. <laughs> oh, well, exposed. <laughs> exposed. Now who's the Jesse? <laughs> How'd you feel about it? <laughs> well, I guess you had to go listen to it. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to catch up on his listening there. Apparently he didn't listen to his own podcast. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I told yeah we we covered that too. I predicted that. Um I want to. Anyway, this dark web thing is supposed to be basically another anthology series Black Mirror meets VHS. If you've seen Ooh. that. Yeah, I've seen the first one. There's so many of these shows coming. The Sci-Fi Channel has original shows. USA has shows every streaming network and they all kind of look like Mr. Robot or yeah. any, any of these anthologies like I can't tell them apart. Anymore. Yeah, I haven't found one yet that I latch onto. I watched try. I've tried twice to watch the first episode of Travelers, mm. which which is you know it's like a quantum leap thing, only yeah. much more seriously taken. And it moves so slow. Like I watched fifteen minutes, and then I watched another fifteen minutes, and today I'm just like, okay, I just. I have so many other things to watch. You, the competition is too high now. There's so much content that there things just gr- great shows and movies to watch. I I don't have time to anything that's doesn't make the cut is gone. I turn channel. And the, only, the other thing streaming was that Defenders News. We saw Sig- yep. Sigourney Weaver is going to be supposedly the ba- street level bad person mm-hmm. in. That show and <laughs> Ooh. I, I every now and again I just hear a noise yeah. coming from over there. I don't know. Is that her name is supposed to be <laughs> Alexandra. I don't know who that's. What's that supposed to be? Anybody have any idea who she's she's going to be on here? It's just some made up or something. It's probably some seventies character. Yeah, they did. They did say that it was going to. Like I said, it was going to be a street level bad mm-hmm. guy, and it might have something to do with the hand. Okay, yeah, because I would expect being this big event we've been building up to, it would be some big name villain with Netflix. Yeah, I mean, if you got all these right. heroes, you will know, be able to fight something big. Yeah, and then I saw where um, Jeff Loeb had talked about a little bit somebody had asked him about the defenders uh connecting to the rest of the of the movie universe with marvel and um he basically gave a non i think a non answer um his 
answer was, you're trying to trap me into saying, hashtag, it's all connected, Loeb said with a laugh. If the story warrants it, we ob- we obviously do not do our best to have folks cross into each other's storylines. So I don't know if that's code talk for Feige is still fighting with Perlmutter over TV, movie. The country. Movie. Yeah. Well, they've obviously like referenced each other. So yeah, they have. I think that's all they're gonna do. I don't yeah. know. They're not gonna mix that stuff together. They're trying to give you the best. They're trying to not have to do it and still mix. They're mixing the shows together. What more do you want? You just want to mix everything. You want to be at go to the grocery store and they're there. Yeah. <laughs> if only there was some kind of medium out there where all these characters could meet. And then like, and make me some money. There'd, there'd just be a long history of them all coming together and they could be in different people's universes and yeah. then they'd come out every week and we could read new stories. Man! Jeez. Only the movies could come out faster. I heard they're gonna turn some of these movies in, and TV shows into comic books. That's that, that, I just saw the press release like Brian Bendis is writing Defenders comic book and they made like, Oh, they're adapting Netflix's <laughs> stars of Netflix into a comic book. It's like, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so let's call it on the streaming. What now? Comics. Comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? He picks like this, the ones I don't have anything for. Pick something else. Moving on. Pick a new color. TV. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run! Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. TV. There's nothing on TV. <laughs> Superstore. I, I, I've got a little bit of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, saw something about George back. Lucas. Yeah, the um, the episode is titled Raiders of the Lost Art, and yeah. we very clever. Yes. <laughs> so they have discovered that Rip has been stuck back in 1967, but the Legion of Doom has used. The Spear of Destiny to reprogram his brain into thinking he's a an American film student in 1967. <laughs> and somehow um, it causes George Lucas, a young George Lucas, to quit filmmaking so he never makes Star Wars. <laughs> that's just like going against Disney. Like that's a big that's a big middle finger to the Disney Corporation. So George Lucas never makes Star Wars, and it causes that alerts the Legends of Tomorrow to the aberration in time <laughs> because it affects. Uh, apparently, it affects. I believe the Atom and Steel, um, their personalities, because they're saying that. Indiana Jones inspired Dr. Haywood to become an archaeologist, and Star Wars inspired uh, Ray to become a scientist. And a nerd. Yeah. And their personalities start to change, so they have to go back to 1967, and they find Rip, and they have to convince him that he's Rip Hunter and not 
some dude named Phil. Does one of them start acting like a jock or something? I don't know. Probably. Some dude named Phil. Some dude named, a uh, film student named Phil. <laughs> I'll bet it's what they had, uh, who they have to go back in time to find some, uh, that one episode, they, it was somebody famous, but they didn't reveal it till the very end. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it wasn't like Einstein. No, but uh, no, they found it. They ran into, into Einstein because Dr. Stein punched him, didn't he? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, that, that last episode, didn't it, it? Like, it showed Rip for the first time all season. Yeah. And he was running around and, like, cut, so it showed he was on a film set. Right. So. Right. He was making his life. <laughs> well, there, this week was there, it was like the Television Critics Association, some, uh, convention and they had, so there should be like a lot of news coming out in the next week or two about upcoming television shows for this year. Mm-hmm. They had like, it's like a, you know, tiny Comic Con thing, you know, where they just have all the casts showing up and being interviewed. They had the cast, they're filming Fargo season three right now, so they had Ewan McGregor and all them and he was talking about he's doing the Fargo-y accent, and it's very hard. And he's and I've done Dutch. He said he's like this is the hardest accent. It's the uh, you know. And then also I had something else in the Arrowverse too. Um, that got it renewed for season six. Yeah, Arrow's been renewed, which I was a little surprised by that. Um, do you think it's going to be the last season? I would say it's getting close to that. Yeah, I think we're getting there. Um, oh, uh, Ronnie Raymond is coming back. As Somehow. what? Death Storm? I don't, I don't know. He signed back on for a couple episodes. Maybe it's a flashback. Or he's from Earth. 67. Yeah. So. See the Better Call Saul season three teaser? No. And it's a commercial for Los Polios Hermanos. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and a little unrealistically, I, I didn't, in that universe, I wouldn't expect to see Gus Spring in the Los Polios Hermanos commercial, but he was in the commercial. So we kind of learned at the end of last season that he was going to be showing up. I, I googled the other day when that was premiering. I hadn't I hadn't found the date yet because they've, they've been playing little commercials on AMC, but I don't know when it's supposed to return. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what date. And there's also the an update on uh, why the last man. It's going to be on FX, mm-hmm. and that they're working on the script. Brian K. Vaughn, Michael Green. So, when is that? Is that coming next season? I I don't, we don't know. know yet. Nope, just they keep giving little blurbs like that that something's going on. That's all I got for TV. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came back. Oh, that's true. I I will click on my thing to not tape it anymore. (laughs) Now, are we done with Ghost Rider now? Yeah, we're doing Westworld. We're into LMGs. Life model decoys. What happened to Ghost Rider? He's going to be on that dark web show. Oh, okay. He is, seriously. He got too expensive. Yeah, the actors. They sort of went their separate ways without really wrapping it up but, or really explaining. Because he was like, I'm possessed by a demon. Like, sure you are. So they never really said one way or another what was actually happening. But, yeah, we had the uh, 
Ada, the android lady, was the big villain of the first episode. And, of course, Mac, just through the whole episode, was just like, you guys ever watch movies? Like, do not trust robots. Like, robots are going to turn on you. And they made references to Lawnmower Man and, uh, <laughs> uh, d- uh, what's it? Maximum Overdrive. A lot of cheesy, yeah. um, killer, uh, machine movies. He just kept referencing Superman 3. <laughs> so there's a good little twist at the end of the episode where it wasn't exactly what you thought through the whole thing. So it, again, I'm still watching, but it was a little lackluster after the Well, I thought I'd Ghost read Rider. something about they discontinued the Ghost Rider storyline because it cost too much to produce. That wouldn't surprise me. The effects were surprisingly good when, whenever mm-hmm. he did transform. So I, yeah, I, I can't imagine it wasn't, it was cheap. You guys aren't listening to me at all because I said that like three times. They dropped Ghost Rider because it was too expensive. You guys are Tonight just you me said now. that right now. Uh, yeah, we can't hear you. You're across the room. When you guys were, we'll I quit. <laughs> I'm done. You may be on mic over there, but you're still over there. Yeah, when so you guys were first headphones, talking about we, it. You would wear those headphones, Cliff, and have them around your neck. That's true, it. that's true. No, I you said still three wouldn't. times. I still wouldn't hear him. I, I'd hear him less. <laughs> and then Cliff goes, Give me oh, those by headphones. the way, I'll just have my own podcast over here by myself. I'll put my other microphone on, or headphone on. I can't hear either of you guys. I can just hear myself, and I'll have a good old time want tonight. some cheesy poofs? So I've been uh, sitting here watching these three yahoos. <laughs> Was that it for Sure, that's enough. Let's go so, on to Wait movies. a minute. Wait, 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 I have wait. a question about okay, TV. Is anybody watching Superstore? No, hold on. Yes, yeah, yeah. hold on, hold on. Superstore. So, Store. my point, I, I want to get to my point that they cut Ghost Rider out because of cost. Yeah. That is a brilliant observation. Cliff. What? That You've would been holding on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought of that angle, but now that Cliff makes says a, it. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> These well, are new robots, you just... That are, look like people, you just That's use right. people. Oh yeah, yeah, there's no, but it's just the sound effect. Of yeah. beep, beep, beep. What's gonna be really funny is when Cliff goes to match these audios and mine sounds like complete crap and he just cuts it out. Yeah. Ah, we'll or he realizes that even live it doesn't sound like it goes together. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the room and I'm confused. <laughs> the side conversation going on. on so what do you, what about Superstore? Is anyone friends of, er, friends? Was anyone a fan of the Kids in the Hall show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you realize that on Superstore, the manager is one of the guys from Kids in the Hall? Yeah, Mark McKinney. Yeah, Mark McKinney. And he is also on Man Seeking Woman, yeah. which is one of my favorite things on at the moment. I I didn't I haven't seen the second episode of this season yet. It just was on the other didn't night. Didn't he but. do a season or two of Saturday Night Live? I th- yeah, I think Back so. Back in the day, he did. Yeah. yeah. After Kids in the Hall. Yeah. But I completely, like... I was like, I couldn't figure out why he was so familiar, and then I had to look it up, and I was like, holy crap. So, are you binge-watching Superstore right now? Not just watching it when it comes out. Yeah, but yeah, I think I, we've, been, we've been watching it from the beginning. Okay, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. It's I'm really not completely caught up, but yeah, I've, I've been watching it no, since is, this, is it because you have worked in a store? Does it ring true? Oh, I'm surprised Walmart has It rings hasn't true sued. with, like... And well, everybody should be able to recognize it's Walmart. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's we don't have to work there to know what's going on. <laughs> what killed me was this recent episode was 
they're changing Halo generic brand over to SuperCloud brand. Yep. And they're like getting in an argument with a customer on, but I prefer the Halo brand. He's like, it's the same thing. And he's like, like there's this big giant whole thing about it. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't just tell every bit that happened, but yeah, there's, yeah. Six. As someone who worked in retail management for over 15 years, let me tell you, I find the show hel- much more hilarious than the rest of my family does. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems absurd at times. It was, it's kind of been my replacement. The closest thing I have to the office and it went away, so. I thought you were going to say it was your replacement for Big Lots. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before son! Under roof! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> movie. So, rumor has it the next X-Men movie is gonna be called X-Men colon Supernova. That's you making that up? No. You heard it here. So they're talking about... I don't know uh, if there's any truth to it. I just saw a blurb about it. Why wouldn't they just adapt the name of some random comic and then completely change the story? Exactly. They figured (laughs) this way, they could call it something unrelated and then make something unrelated. Not get picked at. I'm sure there's a comic called Supernova out there. It's probably some Jean Grey something. Anyway... What you do? You don't have Dumbo news. Will Smith. Yeah, and supposedly Tom oh, Hanks. Yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks. T- oh, yeah. He's going to be the ringmaster. I'd or seen the or villain. That's all I'd heard so far. But yeah, the live action. This whole live action Dumbo thing. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't make anything of it. Will it be a real elephant? Or will they no CGI way. the elephant? Yeah, no way. Then Much it's not story. live action. It's well, the actors are live action. Not really. <laughs> it's all funny. Yeah. Did you see the Jungle Book? No. Okay. I I would have to imagine it would be very similar. But see, yeah, it's one live kid and a bunch of green screen stuff. It's basically a cartoon, but it's a so, digital cartoon, not a animated drawn cartoon. We're living in the future, baby. That's the way it all is going to be. Then why remake it? We already have a cartoon. I agree. Why throw remake the kid it? into real snakes and tigers? Like let him wrestle around with the bear. <laughs> That's what I want to <laughs> set some music to it. Yeah, I I agree. I I'm perfectly. I've been okay with the animated version my whole life. I don't know why I need Tom Hanks and Will Smith to make Dumbo. Yeah, it's Michael Bay's fault. Started with Transformers. Okay, so way, I'm gonna need a little more. <laughs> Less. Just how, like, say, you, you said less wrong. Just how all these cartoons have been made into oh, cartoon. okay. live action Transformers movies. Transformers was a cartoon, my yeah. Like Transformers, the animated movie, still the best animated movie of all time and better than Why any of those live action Why did you get that for him? Did you, you got movies. that for him, right? And now every time he's here, he talks sucker, about it. I don't know. You can't just watch the same movie every week and come talk about it. Sure I can. <laughs> well, in Star Wars news. <laughs> 
CGI rights. Who's got them? Uh, uh, it's so great to have you back. Um, the Dank Dinklage. Yes, it's gonna X-Men. be gonna be X Men. Huh? Not X Men. Avengers. <laughs> he, was, he was. He was in X Men. Yeah. 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 Now he's gonna be. He's gonna be in Infinity War and whatever the next movie after that is called. And everybody's trying to figure out who he's gonna be. So who who do you think he's gonna be? He's gonna be Puck from Alpha Flight. Puck. <laughs> well, the obvious. The first thing I thought was Pip the Troll. Right. That's yeah. so obscure. I can't imagine they would go that way. Yeah. And it's a little bit. On the nose, yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought I'd seen something about Modoc. That's that's the one I'm throwing the most, you know, behind. I think he would make a good Modoc. Which they, the way they did Arnim Zola, like I said, you never put Arnim Zola on screen, but they like they pulled it off. Yeah, and it was kind of cool. So I was like, hey, they can oh, do a cool Modoc. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, can't you see him coming into the room <laughs> as? Yeah, I, I, I'm all behind that. I heard, I've heard like a few sources saying they thought, you know, he could be the watcher, you know, but I don't see that happening. That'd be, I mean, he'd make a fine watcher, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't see why you would pick him necessarily. And I, I, Modoc though, I think he could do great. Guesses? Uh, I said Puck from Oh Alpha's yeah, Puck. Yeah. But we know Alpha Flight's not it. How do you know? Did you read the original Infinity War? No. I have the original comic, and I know every character that was in that because I was a little kid and I collected comics back then. And yes, he was not in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But you didn't know that. So the Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern Corps. We uh, talked about this before. There was going to be a buddy... Thing and that's what they were talking. David Goyer and Justin Rhodes to write the script. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to be Hal Jordan and um, what's his name, so John John Stewart. They're going to have a script. We we've determined that. <laughs> well, that, you know, right there. If we have a script, <laughs> it's going to be way better than the first. So who's going to play these guys? Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Now he's playing. He's in chips. But John Baker. Oh, got those two mixed up. I mean, you don't want it, like, stupid funny, right? Actually, that would be kind of funny if Dax Shepard and Michael Pena portrayed Al Jordan. <laughs> and John Stewart. <laughs> I would like Common to be John Stewart. I think he would make Not Ice good. Cube? No. Not for that one. Ice Cube could be Kilowog. Actually, a not. guy threw his hat in the ring yesterday or today. I can't remember, but that I... I you know, I'm not big DC. Uh, I'm I'm not making the final choice. You guys decide. But I thought it made sense to me. The guy Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Michael's trying to figure out who that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could. I could. Uh, he played also. If someone else, not sure who he is, in that uh, American Crime Story, the that OJ thing from last year. He was he played Christopher Darden. And that's the first, yeah. first thing I had seen him in, and he did a great job. So Now, who would make a good Hal Jordan? But he looks, you know, he he seems like he would be a serious character. So you, I guess I could see where you're going. The Hal Jordan character maybe is the comic relief. Yeah. 
if this is a buddy cop thing, you know, I don't know. I don't. Sky Gardner. Like, that's it exa- so much better. That or why don't they save their buddy cop thing for Booster Gold? You know, yeah, do that. It. Yeah. Like this, I don't know how funny this should be. Gordon, are you still thinking he would make a good Hal Jordan? I don't care. Oh. He doesn't even care. <laughs> I'm over here pretending to care, and you're like DC. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Okay, moving on then. Uh, you guys like long takes in movies? Huh? Do you like the? I like I like when there's a movie that has a, it's a long take in. Like the I think I don't remember what I've talked about when I haven't, but in uh, Rope, Alfred Hitchcock movie. They tried to make it look like it, they just couldn't do it at the time. The real, you know, reels weren't long enough. It took them like eleven cuts together. They would like walk behind someone's suit jacket and pick it up there. But it looks like it's all happening in yeah. one mm-hmm. thing. Continuous. Yeah, and then so a lot of movies and TV shows do that now. They orchestrate these big long. Children of Men has a real famous one. Of it's like six or eight minutes long and there was one in that true detective show season one that matthew mcconaughey was in like a really several minute thing that was really well done just it's neat to think what it all would take to do that well all well before i say why i'm bringing this up there was also a movie in 2015 called victoria it was a german movie that is on i can't say for sure it's still on netflix but it was on netflix a few months ago that is about this Spanish girl that goes to Berlin and the whole movie is one take. It's two hours and 18 what? minutes. It's not That's the crazy. greatest movie ever, but it's so neat to watch. She, they just go, if they change locations, they're, you're with them. They're, st- you're there to walk in or, and talking or they're r- driving somewhere, but it starts out just, you know, nothing big happens. It's two she, hours, all one take. Yes. Like watching a play. It's not like watching a play. I mean, I mean, get what you're saying, yeah. yeah. But even they take breaks. Well, that's There's true. no breaks. Yeah. It is just continuous movement, changing locations, talking. She meets people, does stuff with them, gets into trouble. It get, turns into some big action things happen that you know they had to be ready to do. Right, it, right. It was it was pretty awesome to watch just because I've never seen it before. Anything like that. Of course, it's there were subtitles. <laughs> it's a German movie. But it's it got a lot of critical acclaim. Well, Woody Harrelson got this great idea. And I don't know if you could even watch it around here, but I'm telling you about it. But he's doing a one-take movie. It's coming out, I think, this next month. Oh, yeah, this month, January 19th. It's called Lost in London. And not only is it one take, but it is going to be broadcast. He's going to be filming it live and broadcasting it to theaters as a Fathom event. It's not a movie. No. That's like a Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I, I mean, you get what they're saying. They're trying to make it as a movie. The same type, one take thing. I don't know. It's supposed to be a comedy. Or so they'll have bits set up along the way. And he got this idea when he was in a cab in London or something. He got, ended up, he like broke an ashtray in a cab and ended up in jail overnight. And he, so he thought, well, I can make this into a thing. It could be interesting, but it, I don't, I don't know that I'd even call it a movie. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Cause it's live. Yeah, it's just, it's like performance art. Yeah. They're calling it a movie cause they're going to, 
broadcast it live at a theater, sell basically. Tickets, yeah. yeah, and sell tickets. Right. I I get what you're saying, and I t- I agree, but I cringe when people say it's not this, it's not that, because I watch these game read game reviews all the time and or watch things, and that is like the most popular. If you look on Amazon or anything, the most popular thing people say it's not that it's it is not a game. It's great, it's this or that, but it's not a game. Like if it says game. Wow. <laughs> Jordan is just analog living in a digital world. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anything else, movies? Okay, Star Wars. You had your chance. There's a billion Star Wars things. Speaking of Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he's going to be... Officially part of the Han Solo movie. He's going to be a bit of a criminal, he says. And... Did we really need a Han Solo origin story? This is what we're going with I can't go a year without a Star Wars movie now the rest of my life, so... Yes, we have to do this. We have to do it. We're going to have Han and Chewie and how they meet. Little Chewie. And then we're going to... The next one's going to be Boba Fett after that. And eventually when Ewan McGregor gets gray-haired, we're going to have an Obi-Wan Kenobi trilogy. I want to see Chewbacca as a little baby. He'd be so cute. You know what Ewoks are? Well, you've seen the holiday special. Remember Itchy? Was it Itchy? And Scratchy. Scratchy, yeah, what? (laughs) No, maybe Itchy was his dad. There was a little one, though. Yeah, but that was like, that's non-continuity. We're real sticklers. About They're that. probably hairless as babies. So who get, who's Garrus Shrike? Because somebody's saying that it's possibly I have they no throw idea. some. Okay, That's I thought legend t- stuff. Now is that right. a dude or a girl? Well, if Woody Harrelson's playing it. I imagine it's a dude. Okay. <laughs> well, I to say, a guy came in this week uh, from the fire extinguisher place we got our fire extinguishers recharged and he was wearing a blue coat like zip up yeah. and he had two pens in his sleeve <laughs> oh yeah like on his just shoulder like just form. between his shoulder and his elbow like he had two pens in these two little slots i was like you're the coolest dude in the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> this is funny is i used to get wrong number all the time these people would call me from columbus and say that i was supposed to come do their fire extinguishers and leave me messages all the time, and I find it's like I'll be there four o'clock in the morning. It's the only time I can be there. <laughs> Nasty messages. Um, Ryan Johnson says, you know, everybody's been talking about what's the title going to be. Do you have a title yet? And he, you know, he didn't give a title, but he said they've had the title for ever. They've known the title. It's not that they're trying to figure it out. They're just not revealing the title to episode eight. I think I read something about where. Disney had trademarked a couple different things. Oh yeah, what yeah. are they? You didn't um, write it down. No, I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. I just read it today. Something about I can't remember. Force something or other. Colon supernova. The force the forces of destiny. Maybe I, think mm. I read that one. That's a man. Isn't that something else? That's like a that's like a game or something. There's a yeah, new there's a new game called Star Wars Destiny. Okay. So maybe 
And then I, they're still, you know, it's, I'd seen where they're meeting with Kathleen Kennedy is meeting, um, still about, or had the big meeting about Carrie Fisher's, uh, likeness. Yeah, I saw Disney was. So people were still, yeah. CGI trying. rights. Yeah. Right, it could be CGI no. rights. Honestly, it could just be merchandising rights. Um, we don't know, but. Or, I, I would assume it's CGI. I say that they want, to do, they're trying to do the Disney princess thing, and that's all they care about. That's it. That's it. number one priority. You gotta get a dancing princess Leia at Cinderella's castle. Every morning she comes out and greets all the guests. I was just she... that's, that's where Cliff draws the line. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> I still, I all love the, silly I love things at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of her just having, just somebody standing there with this, an armful of medals. And and, I'm, I'm and her okay just walking around, just giving medals to everybody. They're like chocolate medals or something. <laughs> I'm okay with and that. Fourteen ninety nine. Right. Yeah. Oh, they would oh, yeah. be fourteen ninety nine. They'd be like one forty nine ninety nine. Um, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from a galaxy far, far away. That's oh, some yeah. like like you sitting all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> galaxy far, far away. No, I'm I'm so funny about it. Like. Disney ha- is building the Star Wars land at Hollywood Studios. They can have all the Princess Leia they want. And uh, to me, that's... In that land, whole- nowhere else. Right. <laughs> like, they're having... In April, they're having uh, this one-time event overnight, or after the park closes, you buy a special ticket for it, and it's all about Star Wars. Did we talk about Cliff never mixed his toys as a kid? He wouldn't have this toy play that's with that That's true. Toy. And Cliff does not want Princess Leia to play with the other princess <laughs> that's, dolls. That's, that's a good point. He can't mix and match. I don't mix wow. my universes very well. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I had them all mixed up. Yeah, yeah G.I. Joe and Star Wars work together. <laughs> Just wait for that Scarlet universe to combine. Disney princess. <laughs> So George Lucas found a home for this museum, and he's yep. been trying to. He's he can't give this stuff away. He's been trying to get Chicago and San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be in L.A. It's, it's supposed to cost a billion dollars. That includes construction, the art that he's given, and four hundred million dollar endowment. Well, if anybody's got a billion dollars to spend, is George. What are we talking about? George Lucas is building a art museum. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's got all kinds of art: Norman Rockwell and Arkham, and just tons of stuff. Plus, of course, Star Wars stuff. I thought you guys were talking about building a Star Wars museum. There, I, I mean, I, I get the impression there's going to be a lot of that in there, yeah. but it's also going to. It's going to have a lot. Just he has just an enormous collection of art. He has more money than anyone should. And he's gonna, he's wanting to put it somewhere, so P, you know, he's, I think the guy's like wrapping up everything. He, you know, it's kinda neat to see somebody face reality and say, okay, I wanna, I'm willing to turn the reins over to Star, of Star Wars and let, you know, somebody else take it from here. And now I want to build this thing and have something that's here for years to come. And that's gonna build a museum. Yeah, so well, was put that, it in LA. <laughs> this is your George Lucas impression. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I was able to recognize it, you know, since we're talking about George Lucas. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, re- I re- anyway, I read that he was 
not going to separate things by this is old classic art and this is new. It, you know, he, I, which I thought was kind of a neat idea, not to compartmentalize things, let people just come in and. I already don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's already mixing <laughs> things up, but anyway. I don't mix my Star Wars with my Rembrandt. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know. Bugs me. You want me my I'm Indiana like, Jones next to my Pollock. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like over there at Cliff's house. I'm like, why do you have a special room for your Rembrandts? <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to be called the Museum of Narrative Art. Hmm. I think it's going to be over next to USC. My understanding. I, I don't like not liking George Lucas. Like, people got, fans I turned on him like. so hard. And like, I, he seems like a good dude, a generous dude. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want the world to dislike George Lucas in his waning years. I think yeah, it's, I don't. It really turned with the prequels. They, they took it so personally yep. that he personally insulted them and affronted them. Well, they also got mad when he redid the episode four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that today because we're two weeks away from the twentieth anniversary of when I watched that. You know, when that came out in the theaters yeah. in ninety-seven, special edition. Wow. Yeah, and I remember at the time, I sure did not care. I was not upset. I was like, so I think maybe, maybe some people just feel like. Well, I mean, did they videotape themselves being really excited about it or something? And then later, wait, I, yeah, I mean, they feel like snowed by him. He's, I, I get that they don't like, I don't like that you can't go get, go get an edition, mm-hmm. an original edition that is yeah. not special, I you know, agree. and I think someday they'll figure, figure it out and release that. But, and I don't like the Banthas walking in the background and all the stuff they added. Now, I, I, I mean, I appreciate the original movies for what they are, but at the time, I was totally cool with getting to see them on the big screen and there's some new stuff added right, and George right. Lucas is doing yeah. it. And That's, that, I, I remember that. I mean, being very excited and going opening night to see the special edition and, and just loving it. The fact that Star Wars you know, was back because it had gone away for so long. Yeah, it's hard to think now that Star Wars wasn't in the public eye for a, a long stretch. I right. I mean, pretty much, you know, the toys went off the shelf in around 87. And from 87 to 97, we had, you know, just nothing. I liked them. I thought they were cool. I thought it added an extra layer to it. On, I mean, about 90% of it. But that's just me. Okay, anything else, Cliff? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Maybe was that your George Lucas impression? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> like when you really put your back into it right there. <laughs> you gotta get that goiter thing I going. Guess. <laughs> I haven't looked at him in a while. I don't remember a goiter, but. Three stores. Beard. Extra water or something. <laughs> extra beard. A camel hump. <laughs> oh, any deep thoughts? Oh, I had one if you want to get Sure, it. well, we got ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yeah. How deep can we go? 
Oh, he's going to reach in his pocket. pocket. Bobby Brady in it. And he pulls out a lizard. What? Remember Bobby Brady used to pull... Just keep digging in his pockets. No. 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 I I did have a deep thought about how I think Disney has ruined our culture for a generation. But I don't don't know if you guys want to get into that. Now, what? I think this is directed towards me. <laughs> no, there's a there's a great show on called Adam Ruins Everything. Mm. It's yep. on True TV, and it's great. It's each episode has a different theme, and he goes into you know there's one set at a wedding, and he goes into the history of engagement rings and how diamond you know diamond mining and all, but it's really funny and. And he's super annoying, but they like, they make that a point of the show that everyone, when he pops up, they're like, ugh, this guy again. Right. But it's, it's really entertaining. And he did a short little bit, uh, it's on YouTube, it's just an animated bit about copyright law. And it was talking about how Disney single-handedly has changed copyright laws on, in the nation that, uh, you know, back in the 1700s when these were first written, you know, a work had like 14 years for the owner and they could make a living off of it and then it went into the public domain. And then in like the 1790s, they added an additional 14 years if the author was still alive because we didn't live, we didn't live very long back right. then. So, uh, so by the 1800s, we're into a 28 year term and you could renew it for 28 years. And that lasted for like a century, 56 years you could have. Well, Mickey Mouse debuted in 1928 and would have expired in 1984 under these laws. So, of course, Disney has some lawyers. (laughs) They went to Congress. A few. And uh, so they got it passed to the the life of the author plus 50 years. So that still only gave Mickey until 2003. Right. So, obviously, they're not going to stand for that. So, uh, you know, in 1998, they got a new law. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Walt died in December of 66. So it would have just been 50 years recently. Is this going to involve his frozen head? Yes. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) 1976 is when that law got passed. Life of the author plus 50 years. Uh, So in 1998, they got to change to life of the author plus 70 years. Mm -hmm. But for corporate works, it was 95 years from first publication or 120 from the year of creation, whichever came first. So right now, Mickey's good until 2023. Disney has the copyright laws mm-hmm. behind them. But is that not, like, super hypocritical? Because everything Disney was built on is, was public domain. So well, Disney has taken... Don't I don't, okay. don't want to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so thanks to Disney just keeping control of Mickey... Nothing is in the public domain in decades. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, the argument on the show, and I, I don't know if I agree or not, see if you guys agree, but like that's how we got where we are. We remix things from the past into new culture. Mm-hmm. You know, Shakespeare's plays were all old mythology that he wrote a different way. Like n- barely anything of Shakespeare was original. It was old myths and things. You know, I mean, people have taken Bible stories, mythology, and we remix them into new things today. And, you know, if you think of the, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, Sherlock Holmes, like, you know, the authors 
lived a long time, made money, and now they're long gone. There's no one to give money to if you make a Frankenstein story. All the, you know, well, well gone. And, you know, King Arthur, Moby Dick, Tarzan, all, all these things are long in the public domain. And, you know, anything after that, we may never get anything in the public domain anymore. So how do, do we just keep these same things just because these corporations want to keep their copyrights? You know, Walt's long gone. Mm-hmm. He's not making money off this. But there's a lot of big cash cows now. And the laws, they're never going to let Mickey go into the public domain. Right. So, I, yeah. There was talk about the original cartoon, like Steamboat Willie. Mm-hmm. Some weird thing about when that was created that that might be public domain. Uh, that, there's a, I can tell you where, from Walt's perspective, what happened. Walt's original... You got his president. You what? He speaks. He's a Disney legend. He speaks for all. Hold on. I I just learned recently about Disney legend. They're up on the side of a building or something, right? Yes. But Walt's original big creation was not Mickey Mouse, okay? It was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Anybody here know Oswald? Yes. Okay. Walt lost the rights to Oswald. And... As his big, that was his money maker. So when that happened, they were sold underneath from underneath him by somebody else. Um, the company that had the distribution rights sold him away. So Walt couldn't make Oswald anymore. So on this train ride across the country was when famously he came up with Mickey Mouse. Ub Iwerks. Ub Iwerks was an artist that worked yes. for Disney. Nailed it. Um. He was a very famous artist that worked back no, and forth. He's from taking all your credit away. He was very famous. <laughs> no, no. But what happened just a few years ago? Now Disney was never able to gain the rights back to Oswald, even after Walt died, ever. And a couple. Who cares? Two, I never heard okay. of. I mean, well, uh, I mean, whatever Oswald. In the uh, Disney community, the company it apparently was a big deal because Walt always wanted. His character back. So eventually, NBC owns Oswald, and about three or four years ago, ABC, the Disney ABC, which is right. Disney, yeah, everything's Disney. Disney traded Al Michaels, the sportscaster, for Bugs Bunny for Oswald. Oh, Oswald. And a player to be named later. <laughs> yeah, and that's how they got Oswald back. That but, is ridiculous. That, so that was the century, reason. a century of like. Corporate aggression and 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 <laughs> consuming other companies and building an empire was just to get a cartoon rabbit back. It was to make sure that that never happened again. Okay, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying nothing shouldn't go back into public. I'm just saying that's what happened. But that's the world we live in when you can, as a living being, being be traded for an inanimate object. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now, if you go to. Uh, some of the Disney parks, guess who you run into? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Is he really lucky after all these he, years? Well, I guess he's lucky to be back. <laughs> well, yeah, D- Disney, you know, they built Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio, Robin Hood, Peter Pan, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Little Mermaid, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mulan, Hunchback, and Notre Dame. Those are all public domain stories. And should have been set to a rap. Yeah. <laughs> What about the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame? 
Is Mona, <laughs> is that the Hawaiian one that was just created? Is that right? What was it? Is it Mona or Mona? Moana? Did you just Moana? want him to say it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, now you're paying attention <laughs> what, to me. What, what? What'd you say there? Uh, no, I think Mo- Mona. Um, <laughs> I'm saying so Maui. Glad to be back. Say Maui. Maui? <laughs> Maui is also, is Mona? <laughs> Maui Mona? Maui Mona. Now Maui, of course, is a Polynesian demigod featured in that movie. So okay. I don't know about Moana. It's just a fic- fictional character. Because all Disney's crap is based off of some old story, like grim fairy tales and so on and so forth. But yeah, Frozen was, you know, yeah. the, the Snow Queen. Or- did you... I'm going off on a tangent, but did you hear that that was supposedly Tarzan's sisters? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. There's a whole but, connected theory Yeah. That. But anyway, as getting back to Jordan's original thought... Well, you were, you were on it there for a second because you're saying that they use those ideas to make these new movies, but they don't want anybody else to use their stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can still do a Little Mermaid story. Yes. You know, you can't do their Little Mermaid, right. but like... To just hold on so, you know, for a century, hold on to these things that no, no one else. And I don't know that, you know, should even Donald Duck, you know, should I be able to do a Donald Duck story where he's a cyborg from the future? Like, I, I don't know. I, maybe not. You can, you just can't call him Donald. Like, like Howard the Duck got sued back in the day. Yeah, the I, I think. I think maybe it's just because we're, you know, that I'm so used to it now. Like, I don't think. Necessarily, you should be able to do that. Like these companies own the characters. They're and obviously not all the companies are going to be. It's still family or whatever. That yeah, it used to be authors and artists owning these copyrights. Now it's giant corporations. Mm -hmm. So it's very different. But I'm like, but if it's theirs, if it's their property. But I think you can still develop properties based on those original ideas, like. You just take, like, you like Mickey Mouse a lot, and you like Terminator or Donald Duck, and you mash them together. You put them in a apocalypse universe and call them by different names, and you have a new IP. Yeah, but I mean, it, like, they pay $4 billion to get Star Wars, and then you say, at some point, I can make Star Wars stories and use all these characters, and I'm going to make money off of this but, when they but pay at for one it. point, you know, The Hunchback in Notre Dame was a brand new book. Right. It was the people of Paris were a buzz about this amazing new book <clears throat> that was out. And no one could ever imagine, you know, Star Wars a hundred years from now is like mythology. Mm-hmm. You should be, you know, should, should we limit it to one group of people who control it forever? Or, you know, do our great, great, great grandkids, should they be able to make whatever they want, you know, throw Han Solo and, you know, mix all their toys together? <laughs> I, I, don't I, know, I totally I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I totally do. I am the most, Anti-corporate person. Um, <laughs> except for the Disney Except for Disney. <laughs> Anything they do is okay. <laughs> wow. No. I, I, I do struggle with that, though. Um, just in general. It, I just imagine Cliff in a cold sweat staring in the mirror, like arguing with himself <laughs> over Disney. <laughs> it's, he's doing it in his voice and George Lucas's. <laughs> and Walt's. <laughs> But it's also copyright isn't just about you know pop culture stuff. There are there are old scientific textbooks and poetry. Like there's a lot of stuff 
after a certain time goes in the public domain and they're, they're talking about these orphan works where they don't know even who owns it anymore. Mm-hmm. So they can't release it anymore. And there could be scientific research or unseen plays and, and culture that we can't release because it's not, it's not public domain, but we also can't use because we don't know who to pay. Yeah. So there's a bunch. I mean, it's not. We're not just talking about Mickey Mouse. No, and I I had read something not too long ago about that about um, properties that they couldn't figure out who actually owned it to use it. It's almost like who owns the mineral rights. Yeah, yeah. They got to look through hundreds of years of yeah, yeah. What geology or genealogy? But just like, for example, Jordan, say you create the next Batman character. Do you feel like your family should benefit from it in future generations? Or do you feel that it should go out in the public domain when anyone could use it? I don't, after a century, I don't, I don't know. Like, we're still having these arguments about Jack Kirby and, and Joe Schuster and all their descendants who are all still mm-hmm. living. But I, I, I think, don't know the right answer. Like, with that, that's a little bit different because they never got their payout in their lifetimes. Whereas, like, I'm saying, like, say you made billions of dollars off of your property and it set up your further generations, but do you feel after that, like, it should stop there and go out to the public to use? My altruistic... Answer me now! My altruistic side says, of course, the betterment (laughs) of the world! But then it's like, no, it's mine! Right. It's just, yeah, I don't know, like, they've, yeah, Disney has changed the game, and it's never going, I said it. It's never going to They will never be public domain characters, so something's going to change. So I don't know if that changes all culture forever, or just corporate-owned things. Well, you know. know, Will Fifty Shades of Grey go into public domain one day, or any of these novels? I hope it goes into trash. I don't know why that was the first one I thought of, but I'm thinking like <laughs> that a was my next <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, just Did novels, not you know. Cor- she was just a woman who. Well, wrote right a book. there, yeah. name a novel. Shades of Grey <laughs> was was based off a fanfic of Twilight. Yeah, right, so right. yeah, it's not yeah. Twilight's not public domain, but she yeah, I don't know. And and you know, you take a company like Disney that very famously they say a, a good idea never dies at Disney. You take, you know, Peter Pan. It's a bad idea. It took twenty to thirty years before Walt Disney was actually after he wanted to make Peter Pan before it actually got made. There, there are attractions at at theme parks that were designed in the nineteen fifties and sixties that they're just now building. So Disney likes to play the long game. They do. Um, But in that fifty or sixty years, who's to say somebody else couldn't take it and build? Something better off of it. Yeah, and we're, I think we're limiting, we only have so many, th- you know, books from the 1800s or mm-hmm. what, you know, if we cut this century off, and we all complain about reboots and remakes right. and, and sequels, like. On solar are, movies. Yeah, are we limiting our very culture that we can only sequels use like a certain amount? Uh, 50 Shades right. Darker. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a for instance. <laughs> So what, uh, yeah, say you, yeah, these these Marvel characters, Disney characters, Warner Brothers—they're they're never ever going to be public domain. So I don't know if it's even an argument worth having. But 
I, should there be different laws for different, you know, properties? I, I don't know. When SoPro, when you have a, a huge million dollar idea that you put into a SoPro comic and then you die off in 50, 60 years from now, what do you want done with it? Yeah, do you want your family to have it or do you want somebody that's got a better idea for Sopra make, can make it better than you ever did or ever could or your family ever could? They're going to make it better. because But you're going to get the byline based on character created by the illustrious Michael Case. I think there would be a clause that the generations past me have to do something with it. And if they're not doing anything with it, okay. after so Sony. long, it would go into public domain. And that's why we have Fantastic Four movies coming out of our ears. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the way that I feel because if it's a work that... Nothing's happening with yeah. it. I, I, that makes sense, but then because that still doesn't... That, every, that doesn't solve the problem, though. I get what you're saying, yeah. but Disney's never going to stop making Disney. But that way, my future generations aren't being lazy and just living off of me. It's the way that I look at it. Get a job, future generation. <laughs> they thought they had one. They thought they were living off the, the high hog. Oh. They're listening to this podcast 80 years into the future. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> they get off their... How does he know? <laughs> I was thinking of a new way to do it. By the way, future generations, please reanimate my corpse and bring me back to life. Don't do it. <sighs> Just take whatever he created, whatever I've like read about him or heard it. Put a banta in the background. I am legendary. Put a banta in the foreground. <laughs> well, guys. There's some do-backs in there. I, I, have I have breaking news. Oh, my gosh. Right now? Yeah. Just fresh off the wire. Off the telegraph. <laughs> Superman's boots are coming back. You're declaring this or did you hear something? Like- no, I read something earlier today. There, there's been a lot of give and pull with Superman and his costume. Just came out of the water. How did you read it? For a while I talked to the um, other me. <laughs> are we still recording? We are. Hey guys, it's Cliff. I just wanted to stop there for a second in case you couldn't tell. We had some audio issues at the end of this last episode uh, at the time of recording. Uh, one of our laptops kind of flunked out on us. Uh, anyways, I want to go through some quick plugs that we missed uh, out on our recording. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to plug a wonderful cause, um, an upcoming podcast marathon. Steve Glosson, who is famous from the Goliverse uh, podcast network or the Geek Out Loud podcast network, if you will. They can be found at www.geekoutpodcast.com. Or uh, he usually broadcasts at www.mixler.com slash Goliverse. Uh, Steve has a wonderful event he does every year just uh, raising money for a great cause. It's called Cure Childhood Cancer. So Steve is getting ready to do his uh, annual upcoming uh, podcast marathon. And they have all kinds of shows from wrestling to geek stuff to Star Wars. Steve loves Star Wars. They have a Mile High, high Tundra to football broadcast. They have just a, a, all kinds of great shows. They have wonderful hosts, a lot of fun, always a good time. So I encourage you to check out 
uh, Steve's Marathon. It's going to be January 21st, 2017. It begins at 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, with Steve's show, The Big Honkin' Show. And then following The Big Honkin' Show, many podcasts in the network will be podcasting live. And again, that's www.mixler.com spelled M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Goliverse spelled G-O-L-I-V-E-R-S-E um, just Disney Vault Talk Geek Out Loud uh, The Big Honkin' Show Mark Out Loud Rock Out Loud uh, all these wonderful shows that I know I listen to all the time uh, Steve is, is just hilarious and a, and a great, great podcaster. Somebody I always look up to a lot. Um, but Steve's going to be running his marathon to raise money again for, uh, for cure childhood cancer. So, uh, just all you have to do, listeners need, uh, direct your browsers to www.geekoutonline.com slash cure to donate directly to cure. Steve's raised, uh, I know a lot of money in the past, I think, in 2015, he raised over $1,600. Uh, 2016, they raised over $3,000. And this year, the Geek Out Loud podcast has set a goal of $5,000 to be raised for Cure. So uh, please, please, if you have time on January 21st, check that out. And then also uh, just some plugs from, from us, our usual plugs. Uh, you can find us on the Internet at www.udownwithkpp.com. Twitter, we are at... The Kapow Podcast, all one word. I encourage everybody, our our listeners, we we still want you to use that hashtag, hashtag you down with KPP. Snap a selfie wherever you're watching the show or whoever you're watching the show with, whether you're in your car, at home, whatever, um, whatever you can come up with. We, we'd love to see some pictures and get that trending a little bit. Uh, also, you can find Jordan Lowe at Asylum Comics at 212 Third Street in Marriott, Ohio. Michael, you can uh, now find Second to None Graphics back up and running um, in a brand new storefront at 212 Third Street Suite B in Marietta, Ohio. Of course, uh, Seth is at the G Pooba on Twitter, and you can find me also on Twitter at Ohio Cliff Barnes. So, uh, with that, we'll wrap up the show. Thanks, bye. Well, due to technical difficulties, we're all going to sign off on the one true illustrious microphone. We're real behind the scenes here. <laughs> We've had to make the trek clear across the room to the I- Michael's bubble. It smells weird over here. To the island of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> smells weird. As always, I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton. And I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm George Lucas. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.